Yo, neighbors, it's your girl Kaylin here. This is episode 37, and you know what I always say, know thyself. And keeping with that theme, we got deep into that topic today with my friend Jasta, my new friend who feels like an old friend. And we talked about the grace of unfolding and growing from that as well as some cool high strangeness and metaphysical mysteries that Jasta has experienced along with her journey of the soul. Plato taught that only a man with his inner Republican harmony is fit to rule. And I'd agree with that sentiment, but I would say only a man with his inner Republican harmony is fit to rule himself because if his inner republic isn't in harmony, something else will rule him. So if that doesn't express disease theme, <laughs> we're talking about um, growing and cultivating that relationship with self and just really important lessons we've learned. And I hope you guys enjoy Jasta sharing um, these authentic cool stories and just her story and yeah herself with us and uh yeah without further ado i hope you really enjoy this episode and i had the best time recording it and she'll definitely be on the show again so thank you Jasta, and i hope you guys enjoy this love you guys see you next week Welcome back to the Strange Neighborhood Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylin Gettler, and I'm here today with my friend, Jasta. She's a certified holistic health coach, a Reiki master, yoga and fitness instructor, and a wellness and empowerment practitioner, <laughs> I guess you'd call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to tell us, well, how did, like, maybe... What's a good jumping off point for you? Maybe we could start with how you got started um, with like spiritual wellness. Okay. Yeah. The whole thing, um, it really goes back to when I was uh, like, so, oh, Kaylin, how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> so um, I guess if I really was to just sort of cliff notes this, um, I've always really been uh, in tune, I guess you would say mm-hmm. with my vibe, with a higher vibe, like always, like my whole life, probably before I was even like born. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, uh, tended, leaned into, um, absorbing a lot of things as a baby, as a, um, child and then teen, preteen and teen and then young adult. And, 
mainly all of with the, the accumulation of everything I was absorbing just everybody's stuff and mm-hmm. um, good and bad. And uh, I dealt with anxiety. I don't remember until I cleared my anxiety and cured my anxiety. I don't remember a time when I didn't have it as a child. Mm-hmm. And um, I like, it was so bad that it would like make me physically ill. And like, I would get rashes on my skin and I would like, there was a point where I lost my hair, like clumps of my hair was coming out when I was like six or seven. And it was during like a tumultuous time. Uh, My childhood Mm -hmm. was for the most part really great, but it was also very traumatic. Like a lot of other, like everybody's there's always Mm -hmm. trauma. And um, I was just a very sensitive, empathic being. Like my body was already um, in a vibe that was really high when I was born. I don't know if you know, of course you know what that means. Um, So it was just like, I tried, I couldn't stay in that wavelength as a child because I didn't have the tools. And I look back now, like that's what, where it all started was me just absorbing everybody's crap. And then, you know, my vibe just getting drawn down into the earth into a lower vibration and just like dis-ease started to happen like I had so Mm. many problems health problems like they weren't really serious but they were ailing they were Mm. there's a lot of stuff that I couldn't um manage just a lot and um so I really and I've always been someone who moved so I was a dancer from a very young age and climbed the dancing ladder very quickly. And, um, I became a aerobics teacher when I was 16. I got certified when I was 16 and, um, just been sort of dabbling in and out of sports and fitness like forever. And Mm -hmm. I just knew that movement was important to me. It helped me process. It helped me like get, get it out you know, like process everything. Yeah. And, uh, so I did a lot of made a lot of mistakes. Uh, went to school several million times. I don't even want to tell. This is the <laughs> I've, I've taken a lot of classes and certifications and courses and it mm-hmm. always led me back to, um, what I'm really good at, which is like, I had to really figure that one out. Right. Like I'm 41 now. And I like, it's, I'm just getting to where I, I understand myself more than ever right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it it takes a lifetime. And that's what I've learned is that, um, like for me getting going on in this journey, I've always really been in this journey because I've just, just been trying to keep my vibe high my whole life. I didn't know what that meant and I didn't know how to do it. And a lot of it had to do with health and had to do with wellness and had to do with spirituality and, had to you had to be emotionally intelligent oh, you had to I understand know. how your emotions are like your driving there. fuel really, emotions are like the key here like Maybe processing those like first was number one and so um i dove into um fitness and then i dove into health coaching so i took a six month um holistic health coaching certification yeah and it was um, more of like, I think I've told you this before, but it was more of a, like a, like a 
like a soul searching endeavor for myself, as opposed to just learning how to coach somebody. It was more like putting the mirror up in front of me and being like, okay, this is who you are. Like looking at myself in the mirror. And it was, it was hard, but it was like necessary. That, that started to shift for me. So that shifted everything for me really. And that was in like 2016. So eight years ago. And then I moved into, I had had energy work done on me. Uh, I, with a lady here in town in Fort St. John, um, when I was, um, just had had my first kid. So when I had had my first child 12 years ago, um, I went and got some energy work done, some Reiki done. And, uh, it was interesting, um, from the very beginning. And, um, it sort of made me understand sort of how I was, uh, like it cleared a lot of things for me. So it made me feel, I understood what it was doing. Like afterwards, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> okay. So I got a lot of crap inside me that I need to clear <laughs> so that I can get back to where I was feeling when I was a kid, you know, like, so I, I started there and then, um, and then after like, let's fast forward a few years, um, I oh. was, um, I did my health coaching and then it led me into, uh, getting more rich. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello? Okay, girl, are you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm just going to clear some things here. Hang on one sec. Okay. <laughs> every, time I talking, every time I start talking about this stuff, something happens. Really? Every time when I talk to Joss, when we talk this out, it happens. I'm not even absolutely, I'm not joking. So just you must have a powerful message to share with people. I do. I do. And it is big. It's really, really big. I got a lot going on. Um, Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Big. Um, I'm just going to just, I've got some stuff to clear. Hang on a sec. Sure. All right, set an intention. We're good to go. Okay, so you, where are you cut off? You were saying how, um, like, fitness helped you to heal some of yes, this. Yes, yes. Uh, fitness helped me to heal. Uh, Reiki also helped me to heal. I figured it out when I got my first session, and then I started diving more deeply into understanding what Reiki was and what it actually does and how it works. And, uh, then I started getting, uh, actual treatments from a master in the Okanagan, um, regularly, like regularly mm. and things started showing up for me. And there was a, a lot of kind of freaky things that happened. And, uh, then I started really digging in and then I got certified as a level two practitioner and then just recently gotten my master's attunement and, um, Like the thing is, is that, uh, I guess with this whole, uh, energy work stuff and this, my spirituality have always been tapped into it my whole life and always like always, always, always like I knew things before they happened. And, uh, I just, you know, you, you, again, vibe, vibe, low, low vibe. Some 
again, we just experienced what, what I experienced on a daily, daily is that mm-hmm. there is always something working to push it down. And, uh, until I realized how to set boundaries and like understand what was going on, um, and release a lot of stuff, uh, it was like, my life was, I felt like I was always like pushing a wheelbarrow full of rocks or dragging yeah. it, you know? Um, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, do yeah. you, yeah. Sorry. Do you want to just like, um, give us a little, like short blurb about like what Reiki is and what, how it works and before we move on. I will. I would love to. It's really simple. Um, it is so the practitioner, so everybody can do Reiki. Everybody can practice Reiki. Um, the practitioner, um, is basically just a conduit for, uh, energy transference in and out of, of your body. And um, when you become attuned, the practice of Reiki, um, oh, you're going to, life, Reiki, life force. So Rei means life and Ki mm-hmm. means force. And um, it originated in, uh, in the East. Mm-hmm. And um, a woman actually brought it over from the East to uh, the island of um, Kauai in Hawaii mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's how it kept brought, was brought over from the east and um, anyway she became she started a school there and then it kind of magnified from there so if you are a practitioner of Reiki you will have had you will learn who your masters are above you and how the energy attunements have been passed down from mm-hmm. so um, that, that's really, really important when you get certified. So if you are going to go in and get a Reiki level one, level two, or a master's, you have to, they, that, that your, your teacher, your master will have to explain the history of how you are get, how the attunement was passed down to you. And with every attunement comes a different kind of energy transference. So depending on where you got your, your master got your, their attunement from, there will be some uh, little things that different things, different rituals, different practices that come in to attune you. And all it is, is uh, clearing chakras. So clearing areas of your body up and down from your head to your, well, the way we could get really, really um, <laughs> technical. I'm not <laughs> going to get technical. It's just basically clearing your uh, planes of energy that runs through your mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. so that the energy so that you can be a conduit and you're super clear so you can help process any kind of energy that is in your client um does that make sense yeah that makes total sense okay. I mean like that's a good way to describe it I okay. think okay yes have you had Ricky done before Kaylin um well I've had it done twice before yeah yes once I was really young, I didn't really know what they were doing. <laughs> oh, cool. And then, uh, yeah, because I was just like at my friend's house and her mom was into it and they had healers there and stuff. And um, she was like, just lay on the table. But it actually was really crazy because I had just gone through like a pretty intense breakup, like my first real like heartbreak. And uh, I, 
I didn't tell anyone that like they didn't know and I like laid on the table and then it started and it just felt like someone put like a 40 pound weight on my chest like mm-hmm. right on my heart mm-hmm. and it was like so heavy I was having trouble breathing yeah and then after she was like that because you have like pain in your heart you have it's all blocked up and did she remove whatever. the block though yeah, and oh. then she did, and then she said she like that a doe deer jumped out of me and mm-hmm. like wow. had all these kind of insights, but I don't really remember too much. I was quite young, like maybe eighteen or something. That's still really cool though that you had that experience at eighteen. That's very cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's I've had lots of experiences <laughs> with it. Uh, lots of crazy things that you wouldn't uh that if you didn't understand it then you would probably panic a little bit if you felt some of the things that like energy is so it's everywhere and it can't be created nor can it be destroyed and we really when you want when you understand how to manipulate energy and how to work with the energies it's like your life changes completely you just become you just become so much more flowy like you just go with the flow and and you like it's just this level of trust that is like innate and um just creates it 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 can be grueling though (laughs) I hate to say that but it is it can be painful but life is painful like it is and yeah especially with us being on this low frequency that we have to be on earth for I don't know if we're gonna go there but um, yeah. Once I just once I like not decided but understood it, I was like, oh, oh, okay, I get this now. I understand why it's so hard and why you know we are just all striving to get to that higher vibe because we're meant to be in that higher vibe. We just got to go through this mud first. That's what we have to do. Yeah, yeah it's like we're all kind of like fractured. And, uh, yeah, we're kind of like, when you get to know yourself, I've, well, this is what I found. Like when you develop a deep relationship with the self, that is the start really of like, um, attuning yourself to other things or like, I don't know how to put it really, but like, just when you really get to know every dark part of yourself and like work through that stuff, there's something really powerful that happens to you after that super powerful so I, like I actually just experienced it this in April something big happened like big happened um big <laughs> do you know. want to tell the story to um, us yeah I guess I will um uh so I guess in April um, I got a re, uh, I had some energy work done by a woman in Sweden. She's mm-hmm. a family, fr- or not family friend, but like a, an acquaintance of one of my bestest friends. And I've been wanting to get a reading done with her for years. And, mm-hmm. um, I had heard lots of things about her, like how powerful she was and how like her life journey was like this work that she was doing Mm -hmm. and so um we had a lot of things going on in our lives uh personal lives at that time and it was like my husband was notified that he was going to be losing his job and that we had to figure that out 
and mm -hmm. we were going to have to move. And so we were just prepping for all of this move to come here and mm -hmm. back home to my hometown town. And, uh, <clears throat> um, so, uh, I'm, I'm getting this reading done and she's tapping into things, uh, just lineages and, um, old wounds, really old, old wounds, like mm -hmm. past lifetimes, past lifetimes, ancient, ancient ancestral wounds, mm -hmm. um, that I've been clearing my whole life and I'm getting there. And this was like the, 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 this was the reading that like spearheaded it all. And, uh, she taught me some things about, uh, my maternal lineage and how there is this really powerful power that is holding on to this lineage with the maternal aspects of my family. Mm -hmm. And lots of problems have happened with that aspect of my life. And so I was trying to clear a lot of that. And, uh, so I did some visualize, she gave me some tools. So she visual, we visualized some things and I created mm -hmm. like a platform for myself and weaved some really heavy shit in my root so that nothing could come to harm me anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh so we get I get off the phone with her because she's in Sweden and I get off the phone with her and within fifth I'm feeling beautiful like I'm feeling so so good like I'm feeling mm -hmm. like, oh my god I can't believe that I'm here you know I've been working for this my whole life mm -hmm. working for this and I finally mm -hmm. figured it out she's helped me we moved so much crud it was unreal and I think you can relate. I think you can understand what I'm saying. Yeah, for um, sure. So it was, I was elated. <clears throat> I was just elated. And uh, I get a phone call 15, 20 minutes later that my mom has fallen, had had a seizure, and is being airbacked yeah. to Vancouver. Oh, my God. And within 24 hours, I was in my car beelining to VGH because my mom yeah. uh had a brain tumor a terminal oh. brain tumor and so in my mind with everything that I did I had to go through so much in that moment I was like did I do this did I do this and so ever since that day Ever since that day, I have been processing that. And I obviously have not been doing that. I don't, you don't, the thing that people need to understand with energy is that you don't do anything to anybody. The energy yeah. that you attract, you choose to attract. It's all you. It's all individual. It's the it's intention. Whatever, yeah. So I had to really, I really learned that in a big, big way, like a big fucking way. But mm -hmm. I will say that I chose to be strong in that moment. I chose to uh, process all the shit that I needed to process that I've been waiting to process. And you know what it gave me? It gave me so much strength to be able to take on the next week because the next week was the worst week of my life with my mother, having to see her like that and be, I had to be strong for her and I had to take care of her in a city mm -hmm. while my husband was at home trying to get our house ready to go. We put up for sale to move. We were moving in two weeks. 
Mm-hmm. Like literally uprooting our whole family to go. And I, my mom, like it was just this tumultuous time. And so I learned so much in that moment, even, and I learned, I learned that when you process stuff, deep, deep stuff, it doesn't always give you abundance. People think that, you know, you're going <laughs> to process all this stuff and all this goodness is going to come to you. But what it really does is that when you process your shit, your deep ancestral shit that's holding you back from being the best possible version of yourself, you are going to be given opportunities to be that version of yourself. So that was my opportunity to be that version of myself was to go to Vancouver and hold down the fort for my mom. Without letting yeah, it affect me. Yeah. It gives us the ability to, to like, um, get through these moments and not just get through them, but to like grow from them instead of like having them hold us down. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I had to process that though. Like I had to go through that. I was like, I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I went into like the full on, like poor me victim mindset. Holy fuck. Did I do this? Like it was all me. Mm. But like, if we take ourselves away out of the equation, which we, a lot of people don't do, it's like this innate human nature to be arrogant, not arrogant. I don't want to say that, but just our ego is just so deep rooted and we mm-hmm. really do think that we are the best of all things. We, it's just a human thing. I'm not, I'm not talking. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just human. We're just humans. And so I had to really process my ego and be like, this is nothing to do with you. You did not do this. You did not do this. This is your opportunity. And um, yeah. yeah, so um, I learned a lot this year. This year was a big, big learning year. Uh, for me energetically and uh, it was good it was so hard but it was so good like I'm so grateful for it because I wouldn't be here if I I mean this is where I've been striving to be and it never it never looks that way it never looks what you think it's yeah. like. <laughs> it's funny because we get everything we've asked for but it never looks like how we th- thought it would right <laughs> we'll be on the other side Maybe on yeah. the other side, it looks good. If we do the work here, then when we get up there. <laughs> uh, you can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> next... So like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. My next, my next step for, uh, for healing and just human journey is ayahuasca. 100% crazy yeah i am gonna do it i've been doing some research on it and it's like i know it's everywhere but i am going to be doing some ayahuasca and i'm really excited at first i was super scared but now that i've like understand what it is i'm like i'm super excited (laughs) see what happens you never know (laughs) yeah i think like it has the ability to serve us a lot of lessons if we can integrate them like that it's a really powerful thing i mean joss was on here and she told her story kind of about ayahuasca and stuff to us so yeah it's like pretty interesting it is it is have you have you done it have you done ayahuasca no i haven't never done ayahuasca but i would be keen to like if the opportunity arose obviously that was right me too um, um, I'm just, just going to play it out and see if the opportunity is there. I'm not going to force it. I'm just going to let it happen. But 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that's my story. That's, that's really like, I don't know how, if that resonates with anybody, but I mean, I always felt like such a weirdo my whole life trying to fit in, you know, it will probably resonate with my entire audience because Good. that's like <laughs> the kind of stuff we talk about. And this is the kind of like talks that we have a lot of the time. So <laughs> it definitely would resonate. Um, so that, so now like, um, how are you practicing? How like I practicing? Um, yeah. Like my spirituality, I practice meditation and I'm not like, diligent on meditation like I'm not one of those people that gets up every morning and has to meditate yeah so same. what I do I do a lot of like it like mini meditations during the day um mm-hmm. like if I'm out and about or something I'll just like stop and just take some a moment um I do a lot I do a lot of yoga I mean I honestly do mm-hmm. I teach a lot of yoga I do a lot of yoga um the movement modality of yoga, the whole process from start to finish of the practice is so healing for me. Um, and so I practice a lot of yoga. I, I eat well, like I put good things in my body and I detox a lot. Um, and I set boundaries. I say no, I say no a lot. <laughs> I do. So say important. No. Yeah. Um, and I do, like, I do Reiki. I, I, I get Reiki done on me, and I do Reiki on clients, and um, I do a lot of talk therapy with people, and I have a, someone that I can talk to in terms of being able to process stuff. Um, so that's how I practice life at the moment, and it always shifts for me. Like, it always shifts for me. Um, the nature part... Uh, the nature part it's it's I came from a place where I had there was a a vortex I don't know if that makes any sense but there was a vortex makes sense yeah an energetic vortex and so where where in the Okanagan, in Okanagan yeah it was like I had my own little private beach and there was like some real amazing things that used to happen to me in those in this little park area it was like there is something very very spiritual about that place it was super special um there was eagles and owls and I mean there was often times where I'd be walking and I'd look out at the lake and there would be like like rings in the middle of the lake where there would be no boats no nothing but it would be like moving rings like almost like the water was energetically being moved underneath and um, like that kind of stuff, like I see that stuff all the time. Like I, uh, I grew up up here and I grew up in the bush. I'm not even actually joking. Like we literally, <laughs> all we did. <laughs> and yeah. um, I would feel like I always felt like there was always, there's always somebody with me when I'm in nature always. And so nature for me is like my, it's my be all end all in terms of like, if I really need to heal, I'll, I, I will just drop everything and go somewhere. And it doesn't even really matter where, just as long as I'm in somewhere where I can just be in amongst nature, in the trees, near a river, near a lake, in the mountains, somewhere. And uh, I think that will be my next, my next chapter after like in the next year I'll be doing a lot more like mountain climbing and like 
exploring areas of the of this northern community that I haven't explored before. Sometimes we forget how healing nature is because we get so caught up in our like, oh, I'm gonna I gotta go to my little jobby and do this and do that, and then we get out in nature and we're like, oh, this is what I needed, like, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do you do a lot of like? That's the thing I haven't done since I've moved back here is that I have not spent the time because it's not easy as easy as it was in the Okanagan. Mm-hmm. It was so much easier to go, like drive to a place and literally go into the backcountry, and there was no, like, there was no threat of like some crazy amount of weather that system that would you know take you down, like or grizzly bear. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> so but I, there's good hiking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta go hiking. I, I mean, let's that's what we should do together is go hiking. But yeah, but, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, and even just like community forest, like this, like it's pretty underrated. The the this feeling I get when I go there is like really good. <laughs> like the vibe there I, is tight. I think it is good there. It is a really nice little spot. I have lots of spot. There's lots of little spots that I love the feel of, but then there's lots of little spots that I. I mean, we could have a whole nother podcast on entities living in these in certain yeah. areas because I know that there are entities and we need to clear them and uh, they are just hanging out, pulling people in every single day. And uh, that's, that's something that this town has that we are, mm. we're starting to clear it though. I can feel it. There's lots of conversation mm. and energy shifting through these conversations. You're one of those people that is clearing stuff. And oh, thank you. <laughs> well, no, you are just through moving energy, like conversation moves energy. With I think it's my throat chakra is like a powerful tool that I'm learning to kind of use better. Oh yeah, it's big. <laughs> you have a big voice, and like projecting it is a really big deal. The vibration that happens from your throat chakra, just those little micro vibrations that come out of your mouth. Those, that's so powerful to move stuff. Like, so powerful. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, in terms of, like, my like my next chapter in my life, um, my... I would really... I love leading lots of people at a time. I love leading yoga classes. I absolutely yeah. love it. It is my jam. It makes me... It lights me up. And uh, I love watching people transform from like, I love that the, the visual of watching someone come into a class, just feeling drab and yucky and, you know, or like super right. energetic. And then the end of the class, they're just like, their hair is a mess because they're just like, Oh, they're drooling. Cause they're in such a, like a state of bliss like that for me. Oh, it's just, it's it. That is my jam. That out of everything that I do, that's the one thing that is, if I could do that and just do that, I would just do that. <laughs> yeah. Yoga is like such a beautiful unraveling. Oh, beautiful. Unraveling. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind that it's funny that you brought up like entities and stuff. Cause I kind of want to segue a bit into this. Like, a, yeah. do you have experience with like, um, 
well, I guess entities or like orbs or something like that that you want to share? Uh, well, I used to see things as a kid. Oh, that's what I was kind of beating around the bush <laughs> to try and ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yes, 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 yes. Uh, and of course, as a kid, you didn't really, you don't really know what it is, right? So when you think back, you're like, holy crap, that was that was what that was. That's kind of cool. Um, so I used to have like an imaginary friend that mm-hmm. I used to talk to a good, it was a good imaginary friend, but I never had like the entities that would show up for me were never really, uh, like I never really saw them, but I felt them and they would stick to me. And then all, negative stuff would come into my life. Uh, I used to have like this, um, like, you know, when you have a feeling of like, like you have a feeling of like the shivers, like you get the shivers. I would get that. Like I would get that all the time. Like something would be like behind me on my left side, always my left side. Oh yeah. Yeah. Always my Uh. left side. And then when I would get energy work done, that's when they would show up and they would try to fight it. And I, I like, that was another reason why I would get so much energy work was so that I could clear whatever that was. And I just finally, I finally cleared it this summer. Like, like finally cleared it. I would get this pain on the side of my shoulder that would be like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was like uh, my whole life. It's always been there. It's always been there. I feel like it's always been there my whole life. And I used to go see this medicine man in, uh, this Indian medicine man in, um, Kelowna. And he, he was amazing. His name was Joe and he would do like fire clearing circles for us. And every time mm-hmm. he would come over to me and clear me, he'd stand behind me and he'd put his hand on my left side and he'd be like, Oh, it's deep Jasta. And he's like, Jesus. Really I'm like, I know. Like, and he, he would like <laughs> gently rub, like just try to clear it. And he'd, use all his fancy smoke and all his foraging stuff. And, uh, he couldn't even clear it. I had to be the one, like he couldn't even help me clear it. I had to clear it. And so I finally did that, which is really good. But I've had, in terms of orbs, I've never seen orbs. Um, I know what they look like. I just, I've never actually personally seen them. Um, I just used to have people visit me at night. I used to have like people visit me at night, at nighttime when I was a kid. So, um, what do you think the attachment, was it like one single entity attachment or was it like a susceptibility to entities? It's, it's, for me, it's ancient. So not ancient, but it's ancestral. Yeah. Um, for me, it's not someone you don't know. It's someone that is attached to you from your lineage and, um, whoever it might be, like, it could be your other self. Like, I never really know who it is. I kind of know who it is, but I don't really know who it is. And, um, like, my belief about this whole stuff is is that we have been here for so long. And I don't even know if we're even, like, human or if we're just aliens or a reproduction of aliens or, you know, an ancient civilization. I don't know. Do you know who Graham? I'm sure you know who Graham Hancock is. 
Oh, girl, I go way into the fake history all the time. <laughs> I'm I'm there for that. <laughs> it, but it's like, it like the, all of this stuff makes sense to me because of what I feel. Right. Like, and right, what, I, like too. what I see and what I know about my history. Like, I am Native American. So, like, I'm actually, like, First Nations. And um, I see First Nations, like when I'm, when I'm meditating, I know that my spirits are like my, either my great grandfathers or like, like my great, 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 great uncles or something that's like far, far away, but they're not like, they're not family members. They could just be attached to me from the universe and that they're like, you know, they're the, the ancient people that came over to teach us how to you know, forage and kill for food and that kind of stuff. Like I, like I know that it's not, I feel like they're attached to us, but they were like, um, I feel like they're, a lot of it is deceptive. Like, I feel like a lot of it is like, I don't think the entities are really malicious to be honest with you. I think that they're more, uh, I think that we just aren't really, really attuned to them. I think we just feel like, oh, you're just creating a lot of negativity here. Don't like, and we don't really accept who they are. Do you know what I mean? Like right before this, when we had this conversation and like all the, all, (laughs) everything went to shit, like the audio stopped working and, and all this stuff, as soon as I started talking about it. And I Mm -hmm. think it's just because, um, when we're not intentful, in our heart and we don't say this, I, this really matters to me, then whoever that entity is that follows you around or tries to block things for you, they're, they're blocking it for you for a reason to protect you. That's what I think. And if you don't intentfully say, Hey, screw off. I got this. This is good for me. I'm operating heart forwardly by clearing the room and saying, saying to them, like, screw off then they're just going to continue to try and stop you. Cause I, I really do believe that we have a choice. Like I really do believe that our choice and we are so powerful and that all this, like this, like stuff that we see and all these, like, obviously, obviously we're not alone on this earth. Obviously this is, there's something way bigger out there, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think that we allow that stuff in as opposed to really designing our lives for ourselves and knowing that we can design our lives. We don't, we don't need to let that stuff in and um, no, just being in tune with your body is really important. And I think that's why I love movement so much is because it helps me clear stuff. It's like, no, I'm intentfully doing something here for myself. And um, as far as like, um, I have, I do have a story. I do have a story. Uh, when I was young, when I was a kid, um, let's hear it. Well, it was, I was, I don't know how old I was. I want to say I was three years old and I was like laying in my bed and, um, she came to visit me a couple of times and I was laying in my bed and like the back of my bed was like, like the headboard was like up against the wall, but the window was on and the window was Mm -hmm. above the bed. And so like my head was like underneath the window and Mm -hmm. I I don't remember what time it was. I don't remember. All I remember 
is, is that I woke up, I opened my eyes and there was a woman and I thought it was a woman, but now I know it wasn't. Now I know it was a man and a woman. I'm going to say a woman at the end of my bed. And she had long, like her hair was parted and it was dark black, like jet black. And her hair was parted and it was like really long, like all the way down to her hips. And she mm -hmm. had a dark face. Like she looked First Nations and she was wearing like a white robe. Like it was, I don't know if it was a white robe, but in my mind, it seems like a white, white robe. It couldn't have been, but it was just white. Everything else was white, right? Like long, I couldn't see mm -hmm. her hands or her feet. And then I remember my mom coming into my room. I must have been whimpering or something. I don't know. And right before she came into my room, she, this woman, went up above my head, above my bed, and, like, floated out my window. I remember looking and watching with my eyes, and, like, she just went out the window. And I was like, oh. oh, wow. Like, I felt so safe. Like, I never felt scared. I wasn't really scared. I just was questioning. And now I know that that woman wasn't a woman. It was a man. And he is my, like, he's my guardian. Like he is the guy that follows me around. And takes care oh, of me. and did he manifest as a woman so yeah. that you were more comfortable? I yeah. I that happened. Yeah. Or I just, in my mind's eye, I thought it was a woman. I don't know. Yeah. He shows up for me in every session. Every session he is with me. Every but also does he always have a white robe? No. Now he's dressed oh. beautifully. Like he wears like, he wears like feathers and like, he's just like, he's like a warrior. He's an actual warrior. And actually I've sort of found out that this could have been me in a past life. Yeah. So this warrior man, this, this first nations warrior man was actually me. And that's who follows me around. And yeah. That's how I think it works. I think that our higher selves are our guardians and like all ourselves yeah yeah i think you might be right do you feel like that too <laughs> yeah. like i feel like but sometimes i'm like is everyone just a part of me and that's how i feel like that but i do feel like that like they're all a part of me well I, well that's what i think or like I, a version yeah i like a version of you yeah like a, or a past version of you or another timeline or something or, of you, or a higher yeah. self. Yeah. See, what, it's do crazy you think of, what do you think of like the timelines? Like, uh, yeah, like, oh, I, I, I'd be interested to hear how you think of that. What you think of that. So I don't know. I keep coming back to the thought that it's a loop, mm. <laughs> to be honest, mm. that we're running some kind of strange loop that we don't understand. And that infinity, the symbol of infinity has been prominent for like hundreds of thousands of years because that's what we're in. And like, then I, I kind of asked this question to a few guests before, like when you think about the infinity symbol and where it crosses itself, what would you think that crosses? Like, what is the point where it meets? What does that mean about time and infinity? Black hole. Like, are we crossing over our lives, our past lives? Do you know what I mean? Like energetically, I don't know how to explain it, but I don't know. I'm not like totally attached to this, but I keep getting like directed back towards some kind of like time anomalous loop that we're in so that we could, so that we like 
our time is from our perception and our avatar is like the thing that controls the dimension because it's our perception that controls time and stuff. And so, um, like everything could be happening all at once in each life. It could, each life could be like a layer and we could be like layered all at mm -hmm. one singular point, but, uh, we can like our intentions where we, how we, or I don't really know how to say this, but like how we experience, I don't know. <laughs> it's not making sense. I just no, don't know how to explain it. <laughs> no, that makes and, sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, I, I like to a point, I, I agree with that. Like I, like I obviously don't know, but none of us do, right? No. And, but there's this concept that Dolores Cannon has kind of, she sort of says like that. Do you know who Dolores Cannon is? Yes, okay. I have tons of her books. <laughs> she, says, she says that, and this is sort of where I think, like, our, where we have our, like, guardian angels or our guardians that they sometimes stop us from saying things. They sometimes make us say things. They sometimes stop us from doing things. I actually think that those are our higher selves that we're trying to reach. And right now, if we don't start processing, so when you're stuck in this loop, this human avatar loop, and you just keep coming back and learning the same lesson over and over and over, you're, you, you like, you know, family curses. And like, if you look back in your own family lineage and just seeing how you're kind of repeating patterns as you, as every yeah. generation. So this is where I'm at. I'm breaking family cycles right now. So for me, it's really like, I'm very, very purposeful doing that because I do believe what Dolores Cannon says is, is that if you continue to, un to not process your traumas, your emotions and um, your belief systems, your programming, if you don't challenge those, you're going to just keep coming back and repeating the same thing. You're going to be stuck in this loop this time loop of like, cause our bodies actually yes. want to go like you either, you either stay in this human avatar body over and over and over and everybody around you over, 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 over all the people around you, or you break the cycle and you accept the fact that you are made to be, we are just trying to get up there into the high vibe area into like the 5d 60, 70, you know, into that different timeline where we are supposed to be. Because the See, the aliens or the the other entities that are up there, they can't live down here because we it's the 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 frequency is too low for them, so they can't actually come down here. But they can send messages to us, and that's what she says. She says they're trying to send us messages to you. Got to process all this shit. This is what's keeping you down on this level, is that you are down here not processing. And that's this awakening that we're going through right now is this awakening where people are understanding, oh, well, maybe we're just not just, you know, driving to work every day and staying in this like rat race, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we are meant to be at higher levels and have these amazing experiences and, you know, not have all the traumas that we have as humans, as these low frequency humans. That's what I think. I fully believe. Yeah. In I totally. And do. like, 
So the so that sort of lends like a little bit to my theory about the loop because I just like we live in this fractal universe where everything that's going on within us is going on outside of us on a bigger scale and like you know vice versa like as above so below so like our sub our subconscious is looping all the time we're looped in patterns of emotion we're looped in ancestral patterns um and so then I just you know it makes sense to me that the loop goes fractally out you know what I mean bigger yeah and so with this cross part the cross part could be like the crossing over where it's like, okay, well, you stay in the loop or you cross over and you go into the loop. And that's where you become yeah. higher vibes. Or like that's the point where like all things converge and you have the ability to like transcend to a higher version. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, I've been thinking about that lots about like quantum jumping to your higher self and like what would she be doing right now? What would she like embodying your higher self that's like sort of the the framework for like quantum jumping to a higher timeline like envisioning your higher self doing the habits that she would be doing sort of thing you know what I mean well you can ask your higher self anytime that question like what yeah so when you're in a in a meditative state or even just in any state you can ask your higher self that and you'll get messages if you listen. Yeah. So you ask your higher self to send you messages for, okay, well, what, what is the intent here for me to reach my head? What's the best possible outcome for my higher self? For if you're, if you're oh, struggling yeah. with something, you ask your higher self. And then you, you either ask them to send you a message or to send you signals or to really just tell you, really just talk to me and tell me. And then you just yeah. have to be patient and wait for the answers that that has helped, that served me because I'm not going to lie this last year. I haven't really wanted to be here <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where I'm at, but yeah. I have asked and learned that this is where I'm meant to be for now and that there is a purpose here um, for me. And I just think that it, the, that those are the tools that I use now all the time for myself is to ask, ask, ask for what you want, ask for, for the messages because they're there for you. You just got to listen. Just got to listen. It's, so, it's there. It's so funny. Cause last night I did a meditation and then in my meditation, I got the message. You need to stop and listen more. You need to just be still and listen more. <laughs> and, and that's funny that you're just like repeating that back to me. <laughs> there's your, like, there's your message. There's your yeah. signal. There's your yeah. There it is. It's it's so true. It's it's like when you see like the BMW, the red BMW, and you're like, oh, I, I want really want a red BMW, and then all of a sudden you see like them everywhere. It's like yeah. that messaging that we forget is really important and powerful. It's the simple things. That's the other thing, Kaylin. I've learned. It's like it's the small little things. You know, it's yeah. the little things. It's those are the things that matter and and that create such big, beautiful lives for people. Like, I don't know. I just, I really feel like that. I had, I'll tell you one more story about my uh, spiritual journey. I had a, um, a session with my healer in the Okanagan and 
Um, so I'm hold, what I'm holding right now is if we had video, I'm holding a piece of tourmaline and I've had this piece of tourmaline, um, and it's broken off. I've had this mm -hmm. piece of tourmaline for, um, probably eight or nine years. Yeah. And it, I have not lost it once. And you know, when you have something that you lose and you're like, Oh, I don't need it anymore. I've never mm -hmm. lost this thing. This thing is like literally always shown up for me. And the story behind it is, is that it was, I was uh, laying on the table getting a session done. And, um, all of a sudden I, like I was in a Zen state and all of a sudden I hear a, <laughs> and I was like, Kate, what, like what happened? And, um, she was just, she just calmed me down, whatever, like, just was like, no, mm -hmm. it's not a pro no problem, not a problem. And at the end of the session, after when we were debriefing, she, um, <laughs> she comes in and gives me this piece of tourmaline. It's like the top piece with the, the point on it. And she's mm -hmm. like, that crash that you heard, that was my one piece of tourmaline that I had stuck beside your body. And it lifted, she watched it lift off the table and smash and fall like it literally levitated and came and, and fell off the table and smashed in half and that's when she knew she was like this is meant for you you need this holy so i have this i literally have this in my bra like 95 percent of my life since i've had it and that's what i went went to grab was my tourmaline when when that whole situation went down just before yeah. I'm going to talk, I grab my tourmaline and as soon as I grab it and I hold it, everything gets clear. And it, it is, it has, it's, it's an, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting concept, but I think it is actually meant, I think there's something in it that clears something in my body. Like my body just reacts to it. So if you can find something, I don't know if you have something, some sort of yeah. natural I really like fluorite for some reason. Oh. I'm like really drawn to it. Does it make you feel good? Yeah. What does it do? <laughs> like, tell me, like, what does it do? Um, I'm just really drawn to it. And then I just feel like um, it's really like clarifying, if that makes sense. Mm, yes, it does. To like my essence. Like it, I feel like it like takes the cloudiness out. That makes sense. <laughs> but like, uh, like, no, that makes sense. That's not funny. my perception. Yeah. Like, or just like lifts a cloud, a haze off of me a little bit. Mm. Mm. Yeah. See, because we're made of the earth. So I really do believe that if everybody can find that one thing for them that helps them clear, be clear that comes from the earth. Yeah. You know, we can all just, yeah. Oh, you should see my house. There's just rocks everywhere. Just. <laughs> oh my God, you're my people. <laughs> my husband's like, he's like, I'll take you anywhere. All you do is stare at the rocks on the ground the whole fucking time. <laughs> I'm with you. I friggin' do that. I have rose quartz, these meditation pieces that I bought and I sometimes stick them if I can't sleep I stick them both on my chest in between my boobs and I lay there and I, and I wake up in the morning and it like literally puts me to sleep but I wake up in the morning and I'll be like oh I'll, I'll like roll all over them and they'll be like all on my back and I'll be like oh <laughs> I slept on rocks again 
Yeah, I um, have like a little sack of rocks. I put them under my pillow and I switch with swans. And my husband's always like, what the hell? There's rocks in the bed again. I'm like, never mind. Never mind. Doesn't concern you. (laughs) I don't think that's weird at all. I've been doing that. I love that. And like any kind of smoke, like any kind of like burning wood or burning sage or any of that stuff I like I am down I like my house like my house I sometimes have to put like smoke alarm like plastic on the smoke alarms does your um family hate the smell no they love it they love it my my family hates it and I'm always like it's your demons It stinks in here. I'm like, that's what your demons would say. (laughs) It might be true. You you could find something that they love, like the smell of like sweet grass or like, I don't know if they like sage. It's probably the sage. Sage can smell gross. They they hate sage and they hate Palo Santo both. They hate it. They're like, they think it stinks. Who hates Palo, Palo Santo? I know favorite smell like I would right sleep obviously sleep with it obviously they definitely don't stop me from burning it (laughs) (laughs) they just complain a lot (laughs) Uh, do you know the story behind Palo Santo no I don't okay so Palo Santo so be careful where you buy I want to say this on your podcast actually I need to tell people this when you yeah. source any like rocks, like any minerals, any stones, um, anything from the earth really, or any uh, sweet grass or Palo Santo or sage or anything that you know you can smudge with, you have to make sure that wherever you're getting it from is ethical because it has been like it's everywhere now. So you can go into a store and I learned this from a lady in the Okanagan her store in the Okanagan is she literally goes and sources this stuff. Like she has pictures all over her walls of going into Peru and like digging up obsidian, like big chunks of obsidian. Like I've got like natural rocks that have not ever been touched and they were, they were uh, foraged and done ethically with tribes and she gives back to them. So she pays them money for that. Like she literally gives them whatever she takes. So um, we have to we have to really be more mindful of that because it does it comes with a bad energy when you get something that isn't that has been stolen from the earth. And um, one of the things I learned from Joe is is that we so Joe he was the um, Indian medicine man that I saw. And yeah. He grew up in the Yukon and he was raised by his grandfather and his grandfather taught him everything he knows. If you ever meet this guy, he's the most grounding human you'll ever meet. And he's just so like normal looking, but he's super like, he's just kind of amazing. And um, magical. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, I could just spend so much time with him. He taught me so much stuff. Um, so he goes out and he forages. He's got this smudging blend that he brings when he does his circles. And he goes out and he actually forages for all of the stuff that he has in his smudging blends. And he forages it and then he dries it and then he grinds it up and he burns it. And when he goes out to forage for this stuff, he brings tobacco. 
like natural tobacco. And when he takes it from the earth, he leaves tobacco into the earth. Cause that's a hmm. first nations traditional way of, you know, taking from the earth. You never take from the earth. You always, you always replenish the earth when you take from it. And, um, that's the same with the, the Palo Santo. So Palo Santo, um, the only, like the traditional, uh, way of burning Palo Santo is that you can only remove it from the forest when it's on, when it's dead. So the tree is, has to be laying and had, has to have fallen from natural causes and be on the forest bed. And Mm -hmm. so you, um, they would, that's when they, that's when it becomes sacred to burn and clean is when it's dead. So the one thing with Palo Santo is, is that you, a lot of people have been growing it and then just harvesting it and selling it, which is not a traditional way. And it's actually not, it's just, it's just giving off bad juju. And so the Palo Santo that I got is from the rainforest and it is, sourced it ethically because I buy it from this lady in um, Kelowna. So um, just be mindful of that because it is really important. And I think people forget that, um, that our earth really is like, it is a gift. It gifts us stuff, but we have to, we take from it so much to like make so much money. And especially when it comes to this kind of like practice it's really really important that whatever you're using is is got good stuff coming from it not not there's no energy attached to it that's negative i think that's like a really important thing to talk about because um i just feel like recently i've just keep getting like the message that we have to remember that we are part of this earth. Like we're part of her and like we belong to her and we belong to each other. And that's like just been the message I keep getting so much. Oh, it's so true. Kaylin, it's so true. Like for me, I am like, I just, the earth is, um, it just, just gives back so much, you know? Like if you're someone who really values the earth, it gives back so much. And we forget that, you know, all these traditional um, like uh, rituals and things like Joss has been teaching me about uh, what is it that she does with her. um, Oh my gosh. She has so many cool things to, I really want to learn from her. (laughs) Yeah, she does. She's like, Oh man, so many cool things. But she has uh does um oh my goodness why can't i remember the name of it well it's a traditional peruvian um ceremonial gathering where you gather um just things that are special from the earth and you put them on in the middle of a like a circle and then you um wrap it up and then give it back to the earth and it's called help me out do you know what i'm talking about no, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> it's called, um, oh my gosh, Peruvian. Anyway, so it's it's like, it's really cool because they'll go out and they'll like, if there's like fallen leaves or you, you, when you're going out and you're on like, you're on a meditative like walk or something, you go and you like, like there's fallen leaves or there's like a stick or there's something, you just, you they're gifts. You consider them gifts and then you put them mm-hmm. all together in this little package 
And then when you go to have another, you can go and have like a full moon ceremony and you wrap everything up and you give it back to the earth in the ceremony, like as a ceremony. Oh my God. Yeah. What is it called? I will figure it out right now. It's I don't know <laughs> It's really on my tongue. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff is really like, I want to learn more about that stuff. I want to learn more about how we can be more deliberate to the energies that are around us with the earth. And just be like more in tune with her because we just like, it's something we lost. I just think like humanity was probably fractured, like maybe, I don't know when, maybe 1500 years ago or maybe longer, but there was like a major fracturing that happened. And I think like it broke us away from our connection with each other, with ourselves, with the earth. It like created uh, different fractures of our ego and mm. yeah. I think and like the ancient civilizations were. Yeah, probably like, well, I, I well, I'll just say it to you because you, <laughs> you're weird like me. But um, I think, I think like uh, that actually the base civilization that we're like building on top of that we, that gets hidden from our like crappy history we get told was an Atlantean mm. type, yeah. an Atlantean type global civilization. Oh, yeah. So then I think that's sort of maybe it, we fractured a bit before that to cause more fracturing. But I think like it damaged the psyche of humanity and we're still like. And, you know, dying, dying and decaying is OK. It's part of nature. There's regrowth that happens and it's probably a cycle. Right. But the fragmenting of us and then us coming back together, it's probably a cycle. But we're on the way to coming back together, I feel like. Oh, we are. We're and we're on the verge of like the torrid. Oh God, we could get into this forever, but like the torrid meteor storm that's happening in the atmosphere right now, like in above our Earth, is what happened like twelve thousand years ago when the ancients. No way, really. Yes, yes, it's happening as we speak right now. So there's there so this is the stuff that I didn't really want to get into right away but like there is something is going to happen in the next couple I months. think so too yeah I think so too oh no I know it I can feel it in my bones I can fucking feel it excuse my language but there is something going to happen and it is because right now our earth is being you we can just feel the shift of we all feel it we just don't know how to explain yeah. it and uh the like with all the 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 flooding in like in scotland right now that's where scott's from is mm -hmm. scotland and his family sending me all these videos of like major flooding like major flooding. yeah and then australia's flooding and when during the torrid meteor storm that happened twelve thousand years ago there was the meteors they just they 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 start crashing down into earth but then they uh, pieces of them fall off and then they start crashing yeah. into earth in different areas of the world. And that's what happened. That's what caused the, um, the end of the ice age basically is what caused that. Yeah. And it was like a two week thing where I don't want to be a, like scare people, but like it's, it's literally happening right now. If we, if you look it up, it is actually happening. Like there is a meteor storm in our atmosphere not our atmosphere, above our earth in space. Yeah. That at any given moment, you know, one of them could crash into earth mm -hmm. and cause 
immense destruction. A cataclysm. A cataclysm. And that's why we're feeling what we're feeling. Like you, people, this attachment to this energy, you know, when people say full moon, oh, it's a full moon. Oh, it's a new moon. Oh, it's a blah, 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 blah. Well, that's an actual, that's how the ancient civilizations lived. That's how they yeah. literally got up in the, like, I don't even know if they got up in the morning, but that's how they drove their, their bodies was with the, yeah. with the moon energy. And when we feel the energy and the, we've, we've just been so disconnected from it that, um, that we can't really explain it. And I, I'm not even in tune enough to tell you what it is, but I, I do feel, I do feel it. I do feel like there is something going on. Yeah. Like a huge shift, like a strange big shift. Yeah. Like something atmospheric is going to happen and we're going to feel it. Um, and I don't know if civilization will be over, but like you said, we're in a loop. And if yeah. you look back at geological history, I'm such a geek when it comes to this kind of stuff. Dude, me too. Oh my God. I, I, I geek out. I, so I can talk to you about this. <laughs> geek out on me anytime. <laughs> such a geek. Well, like if you look back in geo geological history, it's like like it doesn't it makes total sense like we just we were just so ignorant we're thinking that we could just keep going the way that we're going like it's like no like no no earth just doesn't like you don't just like it doesn't just stay the way this way this way all the time like historically no like, yeah we're due for a major thing happen soon here yeah <laughs> um a guy, a guy i was listening to yesterday said like um when there's a bad fruit on the tree, you just let it fall and rot and like let the tree rid itself of it. And uh, then he was talking about like, that's what, cause he was saying something like that, that a cataclysm or something big is a big shift is coming. And then he's just saying like, don't hold on tight to all these failing crappy garbage systems built by these psychopaths because when the fruit's bad you let it rot and fall off you don't try and hold it to the tree it'll just pollute the other fruit oh, i love that and then he's like let it go just let it go oh i love that oh do i ever love that who is this guy he is a genius whoever i'll, he is. I'll send you this video but he's like in line with like graham hancock type I think oh. they're even like they do stuff together, probably. <laughs> oh, probably. I'll it. Yeah, I mean the fact that that man has created like I'm just so in awe of people like that that spend their life with a purpose like that. In pursuit of the truth is the yeah. thing. It's really important because like uh, we we've been taught to like turn away from the truth and the darkness, but really we always needed to turn toward both those things. Oh, so true. That goes in turn with how I feel about these entities around. Yeah, like, me too. I do feel like a lot of it is just like, there's this concept of deceptive energy and like you, like I'll give you just a really quick example. And that's like Los Angeles and Hollywood and how like that looks like such a sunny place to be. Yeah. But deceptively. It's that's very deceptive because you have to sit like, you have to like sell your soul to live there. Yeah. And yeah. there is, there is a deceptive energy that lives there. And if yeah. you can 
understand what it is, you can have a really good life there by saying, no, I don't choose to engage in your, in your, you know, deception. Your, your deception, you know, it's a beautiful place. I'm going to choose to enjoy the beauty of this place and not engage in that. And I think that there is, I don't know that it's, I don't, I think it's always been here, deceptive energy. I think it's supposed to be here. I think it was part of the creation of this earth, actually, to be honest yeah. with you. And I think it's that, part of the game. Like you need a, you need an adversary or the game's too easy. Oh yeah. And I just think that once we understand, it's just like working with the energies. It's like, once you understand how to work with it, you can be pretty goddamn happy. You know, you don't have to yeah. buy into the idea that you need, to, it needs to be a certain way. You can choose yeah. to live wherever you want. You're always free. You're always free. No matter what, even if there is like ghosts and goblins living behind you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think great. people that like, we need to be re reminded like that we should go within and that all, everything is within like, so when we need peace, we can find it within. And when we need answers, oh, like yeah. we're, we're, we're so like focused on getting things from the external world, like having scapegoats and saviors and, you know. Oh yeah. I, yeah. It's the, so if, if I was to wrap this all up, just to really in a little neat package about, mm -hmm. I don't really sound that much of an interesting person, but I would just say that I think the the key to where my transformation happened, where I just accepted the truth in myself was when I was challenged and I had to face a bunch of fears when I did my yoga training. And there, it wasn't just even the yoga training. It was just, there was a lot of stuff that happened there that I needed to face on my own. And mm -hmm. uh, I did it and I, ch and I chose it and I had faith in myself to do it. And, um, once I got past that, then I realized I could do, I, 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 I am, a, I am the controller of my own destiny. And I think, I think the subjection of that in your life, I think when a person can go and subject themselves to something like that without having, regardless of their situation, to any sort of challenge like that, where you are, you are asked to be, uh, disciplined and to go inward, even though you don't want to, and you're exhausted mm -hmm. and you're always going inward. I think that becomes, uh, that, that can be a life altering experience and it doesn't need to be a yoga training, just any, anything that is like designed to, 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 to for you to be like a disciple of yourself. You know, like where it is only mm -hmm. you that is driving this bus, you know, where you, you can remove all the like necessities of being a mom or like having your job or, you know, anything that is like kind of holding you back to really diving into yourself. I think that is the key to having a happy soul is mm -hmm. to, to do that. So for me, that's really what shifted everything for me was I had that opportunity to dive in and mm -hmm. inward and everything I had done before that, you know, like all my schooling, all everything that I had done before that, like it contributed. Like I, I am taking what I need from all of those, but it was really that, like that aggressive. Um, it was aggressive. 
And I, I really yeah. think that we need to peel back the layers aggressively of ourselves and be forced to look at ourselves in that way. And that really hit me, Kaylin. Like, if you really want to know what it was for me, it was that. Yeah, we come to this point. I mean, like, <clears throat> I think it's, like, really important to realize that when you're, like, scared to do something and so everything's, like, in your body wants to quit because you're, like, it's a, it's intense that pushing through that's like your invitation to grow and you know what's inviting you is uh the higher version of yourself that wants you to become them absolutely absolutely like 150 million percent she's calling out to you like you just gotta answer and you have to decide to do that yourself you can't have yeah someone decide for you you have to do yeah. it yourself it's that invitation to grow and then and then like you said it's like that continuous growth though through yeah. the muck and taking that leap like there's so many leaps I want to take right now and I <laughs> I am scared yeah. so you are reminding me though you're reminding me that regardless you you know that's where it even though I know it, it just kind of sometimes takes a catalyst yeah. to say, and the messaging, like you're, there's all this symbolism that is happening in this conversation that I already yeah. made. <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I you know, just take the leap. You only have one life. You gotta just, especially with what we know now, like what we know yeah. now about, about life. It's a beautiful thing if you just take the opportunity and get rid of the limiting beliefs, really. But uh, we should probably wrap this up here. But before we go, I just want to give you an opportunity to, like, um, like, do you do distance Reiki or, like, that kind of thing that you can offer to people? Or I do, yes. I, I absolutely do distance Reiki. I would absolutely offer that to anybody who wants to do it with me. Um in fact, I love distant Reiki. It's really amazing. And then how can they get a hold of you to facilitate that? I mean, we can add links to the show notes, but just, just. Oh, say well, that to get a hold of me, you would probably go to my um, email. I have an email and it's info at energycollective.com and energy is spelled with an I, or you could go to my personal Instagram account, which is just at Jasta Dixon. And, okay. and we'll link both up for yeah, you so that people can two. find it easy yeah yeah i guess i should cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't worry i'll help you that but uh yeah just um i just think you have like a really lovely energy and i there's something i need to say is that like since i met you i felt really really comfortable with you like abnormally comfortable with you like right away and like i don't like it's it was like abnormal. Like I felt like I knew you forever and I could like say anything to you, honestly. Mm, and I think that like, I just wanted to extend that compliment to you because it, like, there's not many people with that energy and that's just, it's a beautiful energy you have. Oh, Kaylin, thank you so much. And I feel the same way with you. I just feel like I have known you forever too. It's very it's weird. Eh? It's amazing and beautiful. Yeah. I'm so grateful. <laughs> There's always a purpose for connection and I've connected with you. So thank you for that. I feel the same way. There's just something really comfortable with you. I just feel like I've known you forever. 
it's so weird like, it often takes a long time to get to know someone so yeah it's not usual for me no and I don't connect with a lot of people in that way there's only a few people that I do so I'm I'm grateful for you thank you for having me same yeah thank you so much for coming on and uh hopefully you could come back because I think we have so much more to talk about oh so much <laughs> like yeah like lots <laughs> Okay, Kaylin, well, thank you so much. Okay, thank you.